Um, and hi, good morning. Um, I love the worship. Um, there's the second, um, all the songs is like so connected to what I'm going to talk about today, especially on the second song. Um, there's, I can't remember what line it is, but it said like the, the protocols is coming home. So if you know the protocol son, this story, like, you know, and, and that's where we're going we're gonna to share a lot around it today. But before that, uh, um, okay, I have to pray. Uh, before that, I would like to say thanks our Heavenly Father first because, like, um, you know, uh, His love and His grace. I believe without it, we won't be here. Is that right? And, um, and uh, yeah, I'd like to share with you guys a little bit about myself because I, I can see there's so many different things here. There's so many different uh, uh, new people here. I always see new people every Sunday, and um, but uh, but yeah, and, and some of some of you, most of you guys are here. They might be seeing me saving with the at the worship, but you guys not really know me. And the same is for me. I, you know, please forgive me. I know this is my fault because every Sunday, we when we finish service, we always have the cup of coffee there. But I'm an islander. So Sunday we save our nicest food for Sunday, so I have to finish church and I rush straight to that. And just don't forgive me for that. So now I'm going to say a little bit about myself. So yeah, and um, so my name is Teo, and um, I'm from Tonga. And uh, me and my wife, my wife is not here. Um, she's at home having a rest. Stay, um, she just finished uh, having her operation on Friday. I know most of you guys don't know that. But some of you guys that know uh, know this, so thank you guys for your guys' prayer and support. They, uh, yeah, but me and my wife we uh, moved town to South Island in 2015 from up north in Rorua. So after two years of our separation in our marriage, so uh, we moved down here in 2015 to see if everything is gonna work out. And uh, yeah. And, I, I inspire the strength of a woman because like most of you guys know our journey, that my wife, this is when, when we got here, 2015, she's, uh, she introduced me a different uh, kind of connected that you have with God and this relationship. And she told me like, uh, she kind of, uh, I'm not saying tracking me, but maybe pretty much like that. <laughs> But she, but she like like uh, hey come here like you know you gotta you gotta find find out this these things about relationship with God, because me growing up in the island I don't have that. In the island I go to church on Sunday know much about God like we have to be at church every Sunday but it's more likely I have to follow follow a, a rules or law. If I do this and and be good but if I don't then how good luck or I go punished not just from God but I. Punished for my parents, but that's all I know. So I never had a relationship with God until me and my wife moved down here in 2015, trying to sort out our marriage. But this is what she introduced me in at, uh, at 2015, of um, trying to have a different, um, I guess, like connected with God through relationship. But yeah, so when we got here, 2015, and then uh, I, I kind of already assumed we are going to be in a church to having the... The, the growth and uh, and follow and following and hopefully for our marriage is going to be weak, 
And so my wife said to me, like, you know, we have to go to town and find a church. And my mind in the time was to say to her, like, you know what? We go to town. The first church we see, this is the church we're going to go. I don't care what it is. As long as they believe in God and they talk about Jesus. That's my mindset back then. Like, you know, I don't care about it. Because my, my wife is, um, as she's Pentecostal, I growing up Methodist. But when we, we, we came to town, this is the first time, the first sign we saw is the Baptist church. And I was like, oh, that's, that's the one. Like, you know, we, we're going to go there. And, you know, six years later, we're still here. Like, you know, and uh, we, uh, we uh, I'm so, I know my wife is not here, but we are so um, honored and so grateful for what the church has been done for us. And, uh, you know, and we grow in our faith and, uh, and the church helping us in many different ways. Like, you know, and I'd like to uh, say thanks for, for Shannon. I know Shannon's not here. And uh, Shannon and the, and the church for the opportunity for me to stand up here. Like, you know, and, and sharing the goodness of God and his words. Because uh, in, I know in, my, in the past that my wife always see the good in me when I'm still to my own thing, not even I don't want to know about God. But she always speak life and uh, I have a belief in me that I will do this. But, like, I'm so grateful for the opportunity from the church because in my, in my old church, like, I have to go through a lot of steps and a lot, a lot of uh, qualification stuff to able to stand up here and say his word. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's wrong. God knows what he's doing to every church. But I believe, like, you know, I'm grateful for where I'm at right now that I have this opportunity that, that Shannon and, and the church allow me to, to stand up here and say the goodness, the goodness of God and his, um, and his words. And, and I remember, last time I stayed here was January last year. Now, this is January. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddie asked me, like, you know, it's all right, don't be nervous, because, you know, you're going to be fine. You've done this a few times. But I said to him, like, well, but the last time I stayed up here, it's just one year ago. Like, you know, so it's different. But you guys, I know that you guys saw me most last Sunday in the worship team, but... But yeah, I'm still nervous, but I remember last year, I stand up here and preaching about like, um, the God said to me, give me, pretty much give me a warning, that during the year, I'll be challenged with two things that I love the most in that time. And it was loving people and loving God, my relationship with God. Because in that time, like, you know, when, you, when you're having a relationship with God, God challenges you pretty much. You know, if you love me, you have to love people. Like, you know, you can't say you love me, but you don't. So... That's what, I, what he told me in January last year. And to be honest, I didn't pay attention to that. I don't think so. I take it serious either. Because if you guys remember, uh, November last year, I was leading worship here. And um, I, I shared that, like, I feel like I just want to quit everything. If you guys remember, that, that some of you remember that when I, I, I standing there and say, like, I just want to quit. And the reason why I was, I, I was going to quit, because of the two things that God told me in January. It's people. I, I say, and the worst was, I'm sick of loving people, God. I just had enough. And I just, like, you know, I had enough of saving you too. I just want to stay at the valley and do my own thing. But so it's, it's like now, looking back to last year, have a reflection. So I better take everything serious for when God told me, <laughs> told me something. So, but in the, in, the, in the November last year, so God restored me to, that's why I'm still here. So he restored the feeling of want to quit everything, the best thing that, not good for me, but I believe is God knows it's good for some of my family, friends, and all of us. And uh, he restored me with, with something, and I'm going to talk about it today. And, um, okay. 
If you have your Bible, can you open it up to uh, Luke, Luke 15, verse 11 to 24? Or if, if you don't have a Bible, it's all right. Cause, yeah. So I love our people at the back day. I have no idea how they do it, but it's good. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it and, um, and it say, uh, to, and you have to forgive me, man. I'm trying, if you don't understand what I'm saying, I'll try my best to hopefully, hopefully get it. Um, so Jesus tells this story about the prodigal son. And it's on Luke 15, verse 11 to 24. And it say, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of my estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in a wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him. And the man sent him into his field to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the boats he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, oh, thank God he finally, he said to himself, at home even the higher servants have food enough to spare. And here I am, dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me, take me on as a higher servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, Embrace him and kiss him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servant, Quick, bring the finest robe. And I, 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 like, I, I love this, but like, you know, when, he, when the son came and he said, like, Father, like, you know, he feels so bad and doesn't want the father to call him, you know, son and stuff. Like, you know, my dad, if I go do something wrong when I come back, my dad, was, his response will be like, see, I told you. Like, you know, you're a stupid idiot or something like that. You know, but, but I like the, the father don't even say anything to, to what the sons, uh, you know, where he come from or try to find out anything. He just, this is what he say. But his father said to the servant, quick, bring the finest rope in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. And kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead. And has now returned to life. He was lost. But now he is found. So the party began. You know, uh, this story. Um, I know like you might be thinking that I'm kidding. But protocol sons is my nickname in my family. I, yeah, I know. I, I, I talked to my mom on Monday. Um, he, I, I hardly ring my mom. I, but then he, yeah, I finally gave her a call on Monday, and then I said to my mom, I'm preaching this Sunday, 
your mom said to me, like, okay, that's good. I'm proud of you for, for you know, saving calls and stuff. But I said to her, like, do you know what I'm preaching about? And then he's, she's like, no, no, what? And then I said to her, like, I'm preaching from the story of the protocol son. She laughed at me. And I was like, why are you laughing? And she said to me, like, because your sister just uh, uh, rang her, my sister in Aussie, my sister just rang her on, on the weekend, the last weekend, and said to her, like, you know, oh, had, uh, had, did I even ring or see if my mom is right? My mom responded to my sister. She said, like, oh, yeah, the protocol son just rang me on my <laughs> And I said to mom, oh, well, like, you know, look, my, I don't know what it might be. It's mean to be. Like, you know, because I used to hate this story. I, when, I, when my family called me the protocol son, I hated it. Because, like, all I remember from the story is when I make the wrong, wrong decision and when I just be selfish and, and I go. And when I was five, five, between five to ten years old, I'm in primary school. After school, I am not even go home. I go with my friend and do whatever, uh, whatever I want and not get home till about nine, nine o'clock or a half after nine. And I always get a hiding from my family every single day. But for me, it's like, I just want to do what I want. Like, you know, and so that's where the protocol sounds like, like, you know, my family, like, so angry. My auntie and uncle just call, say to my dad, just beat him up. Look at him. He's worse than the protocol son. But then uh, they end up calling me protocol sons from then. But when, I, when I'm talking to mom, like, that's why I love the um, uh, Jess second song, is the protocol sons come home. That's how I feel now. I feel like I'm home, and I don't, you can call me protocol son, whatever, like I know everything my, my father's love me, no matter what, but, uh, but yeah, so this, this story has always been mean a lot to me, because I like, you know, but I look at, um, um, this is Luke 15, in Luke 15, there's the, the whole chapter, that Jesus is telling free parable in it, the protocol son is the last parable, but the first two parables in Luke 15, is uh, the parable about the lost ship and the parable about the lost, the lost coin. And I believe that Jesus, what he tried to showing us in all Luke 15, is tried to, he, I, he want us to know how he think of us of, or how much he loves us and how he value us when we in a position of loss ourselves in our own journey or wherever we are. And I believe this is what this whole, this is why I love the, the, the book of Luke. And, and if, you, if you know the, the, the parable of, uh, of the lordship, this is when Jesus say like, you know, like try to answer the Pharisee and uh, the teacher of the religious law, they complain and, and say like, oh, why, why Jesus hang out with the sinner? And, you know, and, and the tax collector and stuff. And then Jesus tell all these free parables, try to, to make people understand, like, you know, what is really important for him. And I believe, like, you know, in the, in the, and he told the story of uh, the parable of the lost sheep, like about the hundred sheep. And if one is lost, if most of you know the, know the parable, if one, is, one is, is lost, he will leave the 99 and will go and find. But what I love about the parable, because he said when he find it, he will put that lost sheep on his shoulder and he bring it all the way back with joy. If I, if, if I find something of mine that lost and I'm looking, you know, imagine if you go, if you're a farmer and you're looking for a lost sheep, you have to climb a mountain or, you know, go through some bushes and stuff. And when you find, for me, by the time I find it, I'm so tired. I'll be so mad, I'll be honest. But Jesus said, like, he put the sheep on his shoulder and then he, 
on our way back with it with joy. And it's, and it's the same as uh, when he told the, the, uh, the parable about the, the lost coin. Like this is two parables, it's before the, the prodigal son. And it's a woman with 10 lost, uh, I mean with 10 silver, and if one is lost, and like, you know, and Jesus said like, this lady will light, will, will light a, a lamb and looking so carefully, move everything, try to find this one lost thing that she had. Like, you know, but, but for me, like, you know, I don't know about you, but like I say, like, you know, if I, if I have a 99, 99 sheep or 10 silver and I only lost one, I just can't be bothered. I can't be bothered to just go and look for it. Like, oh, it's all right. Like, I got nine silver. I can, I got a lot I can do with that. Or I have a 99 sheep, like, you know, they can might be produce more sheep or something, something like that. So I, I can't be bothered. But Jesus tried to say, like, no, if we're in a position of feel like we are a lost sheep, he will, he will come and look for us. And I liked it because I think, like, you know, when he said, like, he'll carry us back with joy because he's the only one can handle it. He's the one can handle what, when we went off the track or went in our own way, like, you know, when he found us to bring us home, I believe it's only God can handle the way back home. And this might be why he, 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 he joy about it. And not just that, but I, like, these two parables, Jesus uh, reminding us at the end of it that when he got back with the sheep or when the, the women find the coin, he want us to, to rejoice because he did call his neighbors and his friend and he said, like, come rejoice because like, you know, the, what, what he lost, he found. Just like how, how the, the, the father responds to the, to the son when the son's come back. He just created a whole party and it's like, it's it's more happy. We should be rejoiced if we know one of our brother or sister or children of God like coming to Christ. We should be rejoiced. It's not just that, but he said, because it's the same way when we rejoice for someone that coming to God, it's more joy in heaven and the angel of God for when we, we celebrate one, one sinner or one someone that coming to Christ by through repent. I'm not talking about repent today. What is really caught my eyes in the story of prodigal sons is on verse 12. Luke 15, verse 12, it say, The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his son. What has caught my eyes in this, in this verse, I believe is one of the powerful gifts they God give it to all of us. But we don't know how really, really important and powerful is that. Because, like, you know, for me, what I, when, I, when I read this and I, I say to my wife, man, if the father knows where the son is going to end up, going to end up like, in the, you know, eat with the pigs and, you know, and stuff. And if we know this, I believe this is how we, we know our, our God is love. It's a God of love, eh? He will, he will love no like what he, what he's, like I just explained on, um, on the, how he think of us in the lost ship and the lost coin. He will go, he will love us no matter what. But in the prodigal sons, what is caught my eyes in their verse is like, it makes me think like, if the father know that the sons will end up where he's end up, why he let him go? Why he give him that, his, when the son asks him like, give me my, give me my half or estate or before you die. For me, I was like, I, I said to my wife like, I just think like God is no, it's not good. Like, you know, because like, and, and I start questioning every other thing, every other thing, nature of God, how he loved me. 
Because I still like, I don't think so he loved, he loved the son when he did that. But, but what is really caught my eyes in there is showing the most powerful gift that I think of myself. I know most of you is like they know more about the Bible, the gift of the Spirit. Like he's, uh, he can speak in tongue and, and I think there's nine, nine gifts of the Spirit. They, they okay. But what I, uh, what I found out is different about this gift because it's given to all of us. God give it to us. It doesn't matter if you know God or you don't know how, how many years you're in God. God give it to everyone. And that's the freedom of choice. I believe, I believe even the father knows where the son's going, but that's what he wants. That's what he asks for. And, and it reminds me. I, 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 say to, I say to my wife, man, most of my journey, even when we come back together in, in our marriage, this is what I deal with every single day, single moment, every, every day. It's choice. Like, you know, and even when I come, my relationship with God, but I've, I, I'm looking back, and what is, what is making me not connected to God? Because of choice. What I miss out on everything that God tried to give it to me? Because of choice. Like, you know, God, and I say to Bex, I believe God say like he'll never leave us and never forsake us no matter where we go. And like what he say on a parable, uh, the Lordship, he will come and find us no matter where we are. But we still have, when he coming to us, I believe God is coming just today. He's not coming all the way. It's our responsibility to make him come all the way. Because, and, and, and I look back and this is what I, I've been through. Everything that I lost... This, I believe this is why most people start questioning, like, you know, God, wh- wh- where are you? Why you didn't do this? Or, or, I believe it's not. God is there. But because we're having this gift of God can't take the choice from us. We have to complete, how, uh, to complete the whole, the, I don't know how to say it. But I think like, it's like the only God when he's coming to us all the way with everything that he wants for us if we're having this choice of choosing him. And I, I find it so, so sad when I watch people, they, they're having their journey with Christ and knowing, but they're still having their question like, no God, like, no, they start asking God these things. And I'm looking back at me and, me and Bex, I saw the grace of God when my wife accepted me back in our marriage. I saw it like, man, this love. Like, you know, if, if, you, are, if, you, if you know what, I, like, you know, me, if my, my shoes, if you're in my shoes, you, you're definitely going to see God grace when my wife accepts me back for what I did. So that's the love of God. I see that. But for, for our marriage, I have to choose myself. I have to choose God myself. Because if I, if I don't, my, my wife would just help me to a decree. But me saw the grace of God. But I have to still choose God myself to able for me and her to even do the right thing as a man, as a husband. Like, you know, I have to, I have to do that myself. And, and I was like, yeah, uh, I might be most of you experienced that. It's a scary journey when, when you come in to accept God into your life, especially if you have a really, really rough and tough past. But that's the best thing, like, you know. And this is what I don't want, uh, I guess I would like to share, to make people, like, you know, Realize like the freedom of choice that God gave it to us is might be is really really important in, in, in our journey, and and like like I say I don't even know um, he gave it to he gave the freedom of choice right at the beginning to even Adam, you know when he put them in a in a garden of Eden, but as I hear some people say like oh well if God if God know the 
the, the fish, people, even Adam, they're going to they're gonna sin. Why he put the tree there? For me, it's like, why they don't even listen to God and just be obedient? Like, you know? But well, I, say, I don't know. But what I, I believe, what I believe is like, that God just gives the choice for us so we can trust him. So we can come back to him. I think it's, it's more, God is more, I'm not saying more or less satisfied, but I think like, you know, it's about because he loves us. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because because I believe God want, want us to still choose Him. He's the one who created everything around us, and I think He's the one like you know who know know better about everything, and He just want us to come back to Him, and because He loves us, and then it's gonna take me to the next thing that I'm the last thing that I'm gonna share from this story, and um, it's unconditional love. Um. Like I, like I said before, the, when I share on the worship, when I feel like I want to quit, quit um, everything. And, and, and because I, yeah, I had enough of so saving God in, in last year, like, uh, you know, I, I have to care for people and, and love for people. But I, like I said, I didn't pay attention to what he told me in January last year. So I, I don't even want his help. So I pretty much like try to do it in my own and then I find almost feel like quitting. But the moment when I have an argue with God, like say to her, oh, no, but I'm sick, I had enough loving people, I'm sick of them. Like, you know, and, and this is what God just say to me in that time. Like, you know, it's unconditional. Whatever reason that I feel like I'm I'm tired from 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 human, from people, and he wants me to imagine how he feels on, on his way, come from heaven to here. And from all the way to the cross. And every time he, every time he talked to me about the cross, it's just like, I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, because I can't. I, I think I can't do what Jesus did for me. You know, but this, I believe that's why he, he wanted me to have him to able to do that. But unconditional love, and we see, and we can see in Luke 15, in all the free parable of how Jesus tried to show us what is like, you know, how, what is con, uh, unconditional love it, it is. And this is it's only come from him. I believe, uh, I believe myself that um, if, if Jesus didn't die on a cross, I don't think so that we experience unconditional love. Like, you know, and, and watch him going through all of those, all of those, um, what he went through to show us that love. Like, you know, I, I, well, I don't know about you, but I don't think so I could do that. But this is why it's make me love him more. Because every time I try, I try to show unconditional love to, to others, it's beautiful. Like, you know, and I can like, have a little bit of sense. A little bit. No, only God can really understand all of it. But I, I have a little bit, little sense of, uh, okay, this beautiful God, if this word is unconditional love, is, um, is, is all about. And... Um, and yeah, and we, like, you know, I like, um, I like the way, like, you know, how, how Jesus explained this on the, on the story of the, of the protocol sons. Like, you know, that we're having, like, you know, we're all having our thought, what, like, you know, when the sons decided to come home, he, in his mind, like, you know, I'm sure when he said, I'm going to go there and say, sorry, don't, like, you know, I'm not even worth to call a son, or, and I'm sins again, heaven and you. I've, I'm sure in his mind, it's like, um, might be his father, like what I say, might be his father just going to look at him. My father will beat me up first before he, he, 
he tell me off again. But like, you know, but all these expectations, like, you know, I think like Jesus telling in, in all these free parables, like, you know, how he think of us when we decided to come back. Like, you know, his love for us, his love for us is, is, is bigger than what we think and what we thought. And we can't, we, uh, we can't compare to anything. You know, if you want to, and I believe, if you want to experience um, a, a God love, you just have to have Jesus back. You just have to have Jesus in yourself to experience that. Because sometimes, sometimes, like I say, like, you know, uh, I feel like I'm quitting for trying to do love. You know, and, and that's different when you try to love people by yourself, without God. And it's different when you try to love people with God. Like, you know, and, and, I, and I think, like, you know, uncon, unconditional love that Jesus uh, I tried to, uh, to show it to us through this, it, it, it just, we only, have, we only can do that with, with him. Well, now we have the Holy Spirit, like, you know, and we only going to experience to have that, have that with God. And um, can I just have the, the, the worship coming up? For, oh, sorry, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to to the end now and and yeah like you know um I I think like you know where we are like you know unconditional love like you know we live in a country now is most likely that everything we do in condition it's just like if you like you know if you go to a place like now we our churches it has to be in a condition of like this you know so we live by this. And if you go to town, there's so many things. And now in our country, it's everything we do is in condition. Like, you know, but what I love about unconditional love, like what I love about God, because he got to love the unconditional. It doesn't matter what condition we are or whatever happened around our world. But if Jesus is here, he will, like, you know, and his love is unconditional. It doesn't matter whatever condition, even when he's come to you. If he's coming to you, he doesn't like you know he like like what he's looking for the for the lordship. It doesn't matter how lost, how far lost you are. Like you know, his unconditional love is not his love is not based on any condition where you are or where, where we are. Like you know, and God is like you know, and his God is bigger and strong enough to go through anywhere you've been through to come to you. Like you know, and all I'm uh, if I wanna encourage like us to. Just please knowing that we have this gift of freedom of choice is so powerful and don't be missed out by like you know not not choosing God when He's come to you. Like you know, He always gonna come and knock. He, he will knock on, on, on us and annoying us, but He can't come in. We have to do that, but and I I I just wanna encourage us to to please just knowing that we're having this, you know, and, and like I say, we, we are lucky. They, not like the gift of the spirit that is only given to some people like you know people can speak in tongues no, people can uh, do a, a discernment and, and prophecies no everybody but freedom of choice is everybody have that you know and then and this is the thing if you when you know you have the freedom of choice and it's so powerful all you have to do is just like okay Jesus I want you to do my life that's it you don't have to be super spiritual super everything because when you have him you have everything you know I'm, I'm speaking for, for myself like you know, and uh, and I just um, 
I just want to like you know want you guys to hopefully it will encourage some like you know you guys with your journey and and I just want you guys to really really know that because like when we deal with our life many situations we go through we don't really recognize how freedom of choice involved in our situation and then we just only realize when we where the protocol signs are oh what am I doing here you know but forget like you know I said it to I said it to my wife now we're so good and I said to my wife why if God know that we are together why he let us separation for two years and we of course we almost kill ourselves we almost got this suicidal for that and you know what we end up find out it's freedom of choice I'm the one who choose to have an affair I'm the one who decided to cause all of those things you know so I didn't really think about it on, on the time but I like you know sometimes when we come into God, we can be so lost in so thing about God. It's like, you know, we have to go there, go through all of the stuff to get into God. But no, you just have the in you already. It's the choice. And all you have to do is choose Him. You know, and yeah, so I'm going to, like, you know, if you, like, we'll be here, like, you know, I would say, like, if you need a prayer or anything, like, well, we're going to sing our, 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 our last song. Please, like, we're having some prayer warrior here. Hey, buddy. Yeah, so we have some some people here. They can they can do the prayer for someone if you need to pray. And um, yeah, but if not, just join us to sing our last song. And no, 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 thank you. God bless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Y